0: Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin, and my guest today is the creative RJ Mentor Coaching, Mr. Ron Johnson. Thank you for joining me. Yes, James. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I, I came across your page on Instagram, and I was like, wow, this brother got some deep quotes, and I'm, I'm glad that you actually took the time to be on the podcast.
1: Oh, thanks for having me here. I also have my own podcast too, and for me, it's all about sharing a, unique, a uniqueness to this world, right? Creating change, being different, and really staying positive in the things you want in your life. Because I, myself, was a kid that had low self-esteem, low confidence, didn't achieve greatness in his life because I didn't know where to go. And when I started getting into mentor coaching and really started getting into philosophy and psychology, that's when I realized, man, I got to get the quotes out there because we're missing out as a human race.
0: Really quick, you you mentioned you have a podcast. What is your podcast? Life's
1: the Shuffle. Life's a Shuffle? Correct.
0: Okay. I'm going to make sure I check it out. I'm going to make sure I check it out.
1: Yeah, it's it's myself and my co-host. So her and I both went to life coaching school together, and we started our own podcast back in February, where we just pretty much life is a shuffle. Because if you think about life, it's never constant. It's really just transitory. So you're constantly going through life changing from one direction, another direction, up, right, left, and up, down, left, and right. So it's really crucial to discuss things because people go through a lot of issues and every issue among the human race to us, both is the same. So if you talk about it, learn how to, to change the perception of it, then yourself become better. What made you decide to get into life coaching? Good question. I'm glad you asked that question. So, um, let me kind of give it a little quick history. So prior to becoming a personal trainer in the health coach arena, I was a supply chain manager for a company called Fry's Electronics for 14 years. So I'm the guy that negotiated the the retail, how much to buy for all LED monitors for all store locations. So that's what I managed. That was my job in the corporate office. So if you've never been to Fry's Electronics, there's 35 locations, retail stores, and one corporate office based in here in San Jose. What ended up happening is that over 14 year period I started realizing I'm not growing. I started realizing I want to do something different. I didn't know do I want to quit and go back to another desk job again or want to do something much better. In addition to that, um, I also was overweight kid. So I was like 16 years old, I was 250 pounds. I was always having self-esteem issues with my weight. So at the same time, having a full-time career, I also became a a bodybuilder. I'm not professional, I wish I did, but (laughs) bodybuilder getting to the fitness arena. So as time went along at Fry's, I realized, you know, the company didn't value me and they didn't care if you progress forward or if you just did what they chose you to do. So most companies like people that bring ideas because that obviously makes the company become better. Fry's the type of company where it's like, if you have an idea, don't say anything, okay? I'm the owner, and when I come up with the idea, then it's the right idea. Even though you said it, I, I want to make sure I come up with it first. I don't want no one control me. I want to have all the ideas. So obviously with that and for myself, felt like I was committing mental suicide. Not literal, but mental meaning that as human beings we love to progress forward. Meaning learning something new, get a job promotion, money increase, something that compels us to keep doing what we're doing. So over the last three to four year period, uh, my last 14 year tenureship, I said to myself I gotta do something different. I didn't want to sit behind a desk. I had to wear a white shirt and tie to work every day. I didn't like it. So what I started doing is in October 2015, I started doing training on the side. So I worked at a gym called Ghost Gym, but now it's called American Barber in Santa Clara, which allowed me to work as an independent contractor training clients there. So pretty much I paid my membership fee, which was $650 a month, and trained my clients there. So clients come see me, I train them there, and that's it. So as the business got ready to take off, it came a point uh, which had to be, uh, shoot, had to be, it had to be November of 2016. If you ever been done worked in retail, Black Friday is chaotic. And especially <laughs> the company that, that doesn't care and always retroactive. If you ever own a company, always be proactive. Even if it's taking a risk, trying something always. Because even if you try a risk and it fails, you learn something. We were more a retroactive. We'll wait until Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart does something to react. They, they do something to react. And you can't keep up with that because that's a non-determining. So I said to myself, that would be my last Black Friday in fraud. I did not want to do another one again. But what started happening is that while I would work from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m., leave, go to my full-time job from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., start clients at 6 p.m., work from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at night, and do that Monday through Friday and the weekends. I was off, so I worked at 6 a.m. or 8 a.m. until about 2 or 3 p.m. Saturday and Sunday, just working seven days a week, trying to get this thing going. It came to a point where I was losing clients, meaning that client went to see me at noon because, you know, we're in Silicon Valley, so people have, you know, right to work, some people work from home, some people work you know, uh, uh, jobs where they can leave and come back. So I realized I was losing clients. And after the experience I had, he became a client of mine. So I, I, was gonna, I lost two clients, that won a 9 a.m. spot and a noon spot. I was like, dude, I'm never gonna lose a client again. So third client came in, I said to myself before I met him, F, he signs up, I'm gonna quit. You know, about two weeks notice and be gone. He actually came with the check ready. Okay, so that's a good sign. And I got to talk to the guy and he changed my life forever. Cause he said, let me tell you something, bro. This was his exact words. Without taking risks, you never know success. Cause mm-hmm. I was spinning my head round and round for three months before I even quit. I quit fries uh, February 17th of 2017. I said to myself, I, I'm going to quit. And I quit and I never looked back because what happened was that it allowed me to take that risk. And once I took that risk. I started getting more clients. I started filling my schedule. So the fear is, once you quit a full-time job, having money coming in, it's like, okay, you're working on commission, right? So if you don't work, you don't get paid. That's very basic fundamentals. Mm-hmm. So there's some the story up now, so what happens in a training, what I realized over time, is that most people come to you to achieve a goal, it can be lose 20 pounds, build muscle, get lean, whatever the case may be. But nine times out of 10, what happens they lose 20 pounds, they're still unsatisfied, right? Our life changes and things come up They're they're in this fitness journey and it get good results then their job gets busier or they have a kid or you want to travel more but something comes up and notice is by is in the fitness business is that we're always focused on the outer appearance six-pack abs big chest arms butt, whatever it may be we never really focus on the mindset to get those goals because the goal is if i get the six-pack abs or if i get the butt for most women or if i forget the chest like most men I'll be happy but then we get that when I get those what's next or they'll spend enough time in trying to achieve those goals and equip very easily and i knew for myself personal training is very limited so i really started getting into how can i develop a mindset because doing my whole tenureship of uh, becoming a full-time personal trainer i myself had issues i had low self-esteem i didn't know what i thought I was the charge so i was trying to blow my race so picture this james for one hour personal training session, I was charged 25 bucks, 35 bucks. Hmm. Oh, exactly, he's like, okay, that's low. Okay, <laughs> so I start realizing that I had to do something different, uh, but I was scared. I mean, I was pretty much, it was $35, I want to go to $40, I was petrified. My thought process was if I increase my rates, I lose clients. Hmm. Well, I increased the rates, I didn't lose any clients. But still, every time I want to increase the fees or the rates, I would start getting more scared. I read a book and it said to me, if you want your business to grow, you have to grow yourself. So I start getting into audibles because I was broken. I was beat up. I had low self-esteem, low confidence, didn't know my value. Relationships suck with women. I mean, big time. I was a, I was a player. Let's put it like that. I, I, was, I would cheat. I would lie. And that's just who I was because it was always trying to fill a higher thing. Okay. Well, She's not pretty enough. Okay, i got to find one pretty enough. Okay, well, a pretty one, the one that's pretty doesn't have the personality. So then you find another one that's good personality but not pretty enough. You always find these outward things because you're not satisfied and happy. So what ended up happening is that I started getting audibles and my first audible was John Maxwell, 15 Invaluable Laws to Growth. And I started getting into that. Okay, how do I grow myself, right? How do I change? Because happiness really comes within. Then after that, I started getting into more psychology books. I went to life coaching school. I hired myself a life coach that realized, damn, this is what I want. This is my purpose. I felt very positive about it. I felt energetic. I felt this is my life, and this is what I want for my future. Now, with that, most of my sessions right now currently as a mentor coach is Zoom or on the phone, whatever the client wants. Some people want Zoom. Some want to see somebody. Some people want the phone because, look, I'm in pajamas. I don't want to do anything. So I started realizing I can do mentor coaching, change people's life from the mind first, then allow some change inside. See, people realize is that. People say, well, the mind controls the, controls the body. But in reality, it's a consciousness or a belief system that controls our mind, thus controlling our body. In layman terms, it means this. Most people have perception about something. Perception can be it's hot outside. And obviously today it's hot, it's like 100 degrees. Or somebody else may say, well, it's nice. The perception is based upon your belief in how you were raised. They easily explain that when you're born, you're born with a consciousness, but your parents upload software to you. Software can be something like this, food you eat. It can be simple as you like sweets or someone else like something else. Also, your parents always say to yourself, well, if I told you to listen to me, you do this. If you listen to me, this will happen. So that becomes your belief system to how you see the world around you. So I realized is that my belief system was incorrect because I always perceived things to be true but it's only true for me, not true for you. Because remember, our journeys are different per individual. So our perceptions will be different per individual. So that's why I got into the mentor coaching because I realized as a society, we got to work on our behaviors. We got to conquer our fears. We got to live beyond our means. Most of the time, we just do not live within our means. We just kind of set a monetary goal, hit that, and that's it. I'll give an example. I never read books in my life. Audibles are... That was all I did and because they were easy. So what I ended up doing was I end up um, starting, uh, I set a goal this year to be 13 books in one year, okay? I was gonna set a goal at 20, but I said, ah, 20 is too much. Okay, because of shelter in place, I've already finished almost 14 books. So my point is I set it too low. I should've set 25, but the point is I kept going. I don't stop at 13, I keep going because power is in knowledge. The more knowledgeable about something, the more power you have and the more you can bring awareness and create a change within yourself. Because anything you want in life was well, achievable if you know you can do it.
0: Definitely. We, do you, this is the, the one thing that I read that really got my attention. I was on your post and we're going to kind of go back a little bit. Okay. But you talked about the day you quit that job. And I oh just boy. Wanted, you to, I wanted you to elaborate more on
1: that because to me, that was like a fascinating story. Okay, yeah. So again, I worked at Fry's for 14 years. So the way it worked, if, if not from a Bay Area, I live in Fremont. So I had to travel 880 South, exit, bro call. And on bro call, I would make a right turn. I'm going to give you a visual description. At, at When you make a right turn, you exit, you then also make a U-turn to parking lot electronics. The Fry's Electronics. way Fries works is the in the front where the major street is, is their corporate office, but it's also attached to a store. So every time I exit, bro call, make a right, go to the light, make a left. To get into parking lot, oh, dude, you have no idea. I thought I was going to throw up. The anxiety was overwhelming. Just walking 30 feet to the door, if I was going to collapse and I have happen overload because it's overwhelming anxiety and frustration. I go to my computer, I check my numbers, I hit sales. Great. If I didn't, I got to come up with some bullshit because most people don't realize that the company is driven by fear. So the reality is, is that don't tell me when is if you do what they tell you to do. So if I hit sales, which company cares about, I win. And if I don't, then I lose. I have come up with this fear-based system, which is how do I lie, stick it around, becoming, obviously, uh, lying to say to the owner, instead of saying to the owner, hey, look, owner, you didn't pay your bills. Because in buying, we have to pay for product they ship to our stores. So if the owner doesn't pay their bills, what happens? They don't ship us product. That's very simple math. You don't pay your electricity bill, it gets turned off. That's very simple math. So the point being is that I had to deal with that for a number of years and months. So the day I quit was the best thing in my life, and I'll tell you why. I walked out of there on my own terms. Meaning this, I put my three-week notice in, so I can pay twice, I got paid every two weeks. Nobody had to walk me out, because most of the time people quit, they walk you out, make sure you don't care if anything or damaged property. I said my goodbyes. I walked through those two double doors. As I began to take one foot in front of the other, walked to my car, which was 15 feet away, I felt like the suit of iron armor was falling off my shoulder. I mean, as I got close to my car, I started. as I got close to my car, another piece fall off. Now, another piece fall off. Then before you know it, I thought like light as a feather. I felt so good. I sat in my car, my head rolled back. I was like, <gasps> I, made it. I, can't, I can't believe it. I backed my car up. I went to the gym. I started work. I never looked back. What gave you the courage to make that decision? Because that's a hard decision to make. I met that guy named Stan Lau and he said, without taking risks, you know no success. But more importantly, I didn't tell you one thing. See, before I quit February 2017, I already knew I was not gonna do another Black Friday. So let's say if this 2016, 2017 comes. By now was February 2017. By the time November hits, it's 2017. I was not gonna do another Black Friday. That's when you start doing holiday stuff, you get ready for holidays. It's it's a nightmare. I mean just in retail because we we do things last minute like if you move to Cali- you move from california from dc if you plan this be example you're supposed to move today you plan to move today and room trucks come today, it's gonna be chaotic you usually plan while in advance two weeks three weeks getting things situated so that way you can move me be smooth we will be last minute the owner will call meetings at six o'clock and at night he wants to look at the ads change his mind about this price it was a nightmare so subconsciously there was this heartbeat Ron, I don't think you make it. Cause my goal was by October, 2017 to quit. I don't think I can make it. That's what I said to myself. Okay, what about January, July, 2017? I don't think I would make it. This, this beacon started getting louder. Okay, how about May of 2017? I don't think I can make it. And I met that guy. It's like the way the universe works, the way God works. I met him at the right time. So I was pivoting between stay, quit, stay, quit. And when he said quit, my mind was messed up. Cause then I was like, well, well, I'm taking risks, I know, never know success. I met with him. I paid, he made a payment. I went to the locker room. I changed from my work from my work clothes, which was my first training stuff, to my white shirt and tie, and went to work. I said my car about half an hour. Then I text my girlfriend like, "Hey, send me a letter of resignation." very had it typed out. It was saved in her email. Send it to me. I printed it out, and that's all history because that beacon got louder and louder because I couldn't make couldn't wait. Every time I prolonged doing something, it would get louder. I don't think I'd make it.
0: Most people don't sign, well, you know what? Let me back up because I don't want to say most people. What, I'm going to talk to you specifically. What's the benefits of signing up for a life coaching session with Ron
1: Johnson? Okay, the benefits of signing up for a life coaching session. First thing is I got to see where you're coming, where, where you're at. Okay, because you can meet clients that are depressed, you meet clients that don't have a great relationship You meet clients that were, whatever. So first thing I got to do a 15 minute kind of discovery call, see where you are, who you are, why you're stuck. Cause for me, I help people that sick and tired of who they are and where they are in life. So working with Ron Johnson, we're going to go through and see where you are in life. Where are you at right now? And what do you want to achieve? From the coaching session, remember the coaching is, the client controls the coaching session. I'm the state of the change perspective what I mean by that is this. I had a coaching client. Now I don't give names. I'll say coaching client that I had. And her perception was all men are crap. That's this perception. All men are crap and men are cheaters and liars, right? So what happens. Your perception is all you see. Men are cheaters and liars. And what happens, all you attract is those kind of things to validate who you are. So I said to myself, I said to my client, I said, look, how do you know specifically all men are liars? Well, just from my experience, but how do you know all experiences are correct and true? Hmm. They're not. They're assumptions. If you assume one thing happens, it's going to be the rest of the thing in life, you're making an assumption about something. Because just because you have one experience, does not mean two experiences are the same. A person can marry twice, but I know two marriages are the same. I can date 10 women, and it's not until 10 women are the same. That's about changing a perception about a person's life, where they are. So I said, look, because you think that, it's starts showing up in front of you, right? New law is everything has an equal and opposite reaction. So if you're always thinking about things, they tend to show up in life, you know? So if you're always thinking men are crap, men are, men are dirty, then that tend to show up. It can show up in your, your your job, it can show up in friends, it can show up with family members, it can show up because you're always thinking about it. But if you change your perception, assumptions about that, and realize, well, that's just one experience, that won't be the rest of my experiences, then you actually show up much better.
0: Be then sure. you start-
1: Go ahead. Go ahead, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish, go ahead. Then you start changing your energy levels and things start show up different in your life.
0: Now, because you actually were a physical trainer as well, do you feel like you have an advantage of tying the two in together, the mind and the body? Yes, and the
1: reason why I have also, so besides all that, the first thing is you gotta live with experience. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to a trainer, I wouldn't hire a coach who didn't, who didn't have a coach, or I wouldn't go to a trainer who was 30 pounds overweight. That's just the way things are. See, for me, I come from a different experience. I'm 37 years old, I've been married once, I have two kids, I filed bankruptcy. I've had bad credit. I quit my full time job. I'm making things happen in my life. So, what you're talking to is a person that only does believes in health and fitness, but also believes in mindset. But at the same time, he comes from a level of experience.
0: You mentioned yourself. So, do you actually see a coach yourself?
1: Yes, I do. How important is that? Very important. See, everybody has a different life. So, his journey. Is helped me become a better coach because he has better experience. He's been doing it for 15 years. I have not. So he's gonna tell me things I don't know because he has a different level of experience.
0: Because of the, because of the um the the demographics of the area we in, we in both of us we're kind of we're close to Silicon Valley. Yes. Um does that affect business like people with a more because let's be honest, in this area, people are more technical they got a different mindset so how do you feel that helps you with what you're doing in your business well first
1: thing is regardless if you're technical or not you're a human being right Mm -hmm. if you're a millionaire if you're a homeless on the street you're a human being and human beings are not perfect and human beings have issues see you gotta realize because the guy works in techs and makes 300k a year does it mean he's perfect it doesn't have the issues of course he does
0: true
1: there's no, just because you have a lot of money, you're tech, you're smart, does that mean you're perfect at anything? No, it doesn't. you have issues. All of us have issues. Secretly, that person can be seen as a therapist, as a psychologist. We don't even know it.
0: What was the hardest part for you on your journey getting started as a life coach?
1: Hardest part for me. The hardest part, realize, see, life coach is not just about being a life coach. Life coach really is about finding you. See, when I first attended life coaching school, the objective was, okay, well, I'm gonna go attend the school for one year and get a certification, which I did, and I'm going to learn how to become a life coach. That was all a lie. Not because they lied to me, because that I went in with a perception and assumption this is where things are gonna go. What really happened is I had the it's like not like an onion, it has different layers. So the hard part was unveiling the layers of yourself. See, all of us have an onion and we have different layers of that onion. Every time you break apart, every time you break apart part of that onion, it shows a new layer and that's a new self. So unbunking myself, realizing who I really am, getting over my self-esteem issues and my beliefs was the hardest thing because that's how you had I've seen like the last 37 years. So because I've seen life this way, that was the hardest thing to get over.
0: Where would you say you stand at
1: today mentally? Stronger than I ever had been. Think about this. My girlfriend and I are leaving California. She's a police therapist, so she have a job. I'm going there with no job. I'm starting over from scratch. But I, before we decide to do all this, I said to myself, "I will make it." And that is a key to very that. That's just very simple terms because it means once you make it, once I say I will make it. I mentally know I will do that so things will start showing up. So to answer your question, I'm much more resilient in my mindset than I ever have been in my life.
0: Do you have any fear or reservations about relocating and starting over? Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who does it? I, I'm pro Okay. I'm born and raised in California. Um, I'm from San Diego, Richland. Uh, so I, lived, I moved to Vegas for six months about uh, 18 years ago. I did not like Vegas at all. I moved back to San Diego. I started working on Fry's. Fries then promoted me to buyer, which I worked in a store, to Silicon Valley. So I lived in California my whole life. I'm going to go from California to Washington, a place I've never been. Okay, so if I go tomorrow, I leave tomorrow for my flight. I've never been there. Don't know what's going to happen. Don't know what outcomes I'm going to achieve. How am I going to make money? How am I going to find a place to stay? Well, we find a place to stay. What's going to happen? All these things are coming up because I'm scared. I'm inherently scared because I don't know the outcome. See, fear means false evidence appearing real. I'm scared because I want to control the outcome. I don't know them, but like I don't have a job. I don't have money coming in. I don't know those. Mm. But what's the alternative? The alternative is stay in California, where I can't buy a house, at least a house I envision vision, which is the front of my backyard, <laughs> okay? So that, that's the alternative. The alternative is I still get in a rat race, not rat race, but I still get in, being a personal trainer, that's all. So what do I really want? See, the thing is, I found out what I want, I'm going after what I want. And what I after what I want is become a life coach, then become a motivational speaker, then at the same time help people. See, that's why I start the podcast, with my co-host. We're gonna help people. One day in my life, I'm gonna open up a charity and help those people like I have, that you know, that maybe come from a background where they have um, Probably level is very low, so they don't know how to find education. Maybe they're overweight because I had a weight issue growing up, which affected my self-esteem. But open up a charity, help those people out. So this is part of my process. See, now realizing life, you have to trust the process. So back to your first question. Heck yeah, I'm scared, man. Doing something new. That's so, not my comfort zone.
0: So, of course, my next question would be, why move? I know you said the bigger house and things like that, but this is a huge step, so
1: why take it? Oh, man. So... If not now, when? Mm-hmm. The question is, I want to have this. So I outline. I want to have a bigger house, in your backyard. I want a better quality of life. I want to become a mentor coach. Okay, that's what I want. So when, when is that going to happen? I don't know. So I always, ask my question. If not now, when? So if I don't do it now, when will I do it? If you mm-hmm. can't answer that question, for me, it means I need to go through fear and do it. Because I give an example for all my clients. A quarter has two sides heads and tails. We know that. If all I looked at right now was the heads, all I see is fear, money, income, all the stuff. But subconsciously, so we know there's the opposite, which is the heads. And that's why I always look at heads and the tails. Because if not now, when? If I don't have an answer to it, then it means I did do it. Wow, Washington. Oh, well, easy to explain. My girlfriend's from Canada, born and raised, so it's not easy for a family. So pretty much where we're kind of living is about an hour and a half away uh, from the Canadian border. So it's easy for her to go see your family with the cost of living. I mean, let's say, for example, um, you can buy a four to five bedroom house, three bath, uh, about twenty five hundred to 3,000 square feet, kind of a location, um, two-car garage on front yard and backyard for six hundred K. Okay. In California, that kind of house, <laughs> it's going to be $2 million easily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that.
0: <laughs> How would you, Ron Johnson, define
1: success? You can't answer the, I can't answer the question. I'll tell you why. Success is defined by the individual. I'm an individual. So my own success is my own journey. Your own success is your own success. Everybody's success is different. So my level of success is really just very fundamental basics. What do I want and how I'm going to get it? And who will I help? That's it. So if I know what I want, I know how I'm going to get it, I know who I'm going to help, I define success myself. Because for me, I always take this kind of thing is uh Photo Dreams with Kevin Costner. If you build it. They will come. So if my success is giving back, helping out people, traveling more, that is my success. See, wow. most of us get caught up in, well, you have to have a Harvard degree, or you have to make 100 million dollars a year, or whatever it may be. No, success is fine. I, I know plenty of people that are in religion, let's say, whatever religion you name, are very happy. I know some people that make quarter million dollars a year are very unhappy. So success is defined by the individual
0: moving forward what are you looking to what are you most looking
1: forward to accomplishing so i have a vision board i'm gonna look to my left so my vision board says faith. it says self-care it says success and it says the motivational speaker so motivational speaker is at the top that's what i want to become so tony robinson a brown uh, i'm not sure what's uh gary benner benner chuck i don't know if you know about him or not but those you. yeah those are the people that i want to emulate which are the, uh, Tony Robinsons and Les Browns because both either person came from a place of down. They're either broke or they're poor or poverty. Have you heard of a guy named Jim Rohn? Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jim Rohn was a mentor coach for Tony Robinson. That's how I want to emulate. So I'm going to go after those kind of things because they helped a thousand of people through just changing their perception. Mm. And that's what I want to do. Of course, let's do some simple math. If I help, if I do a, a say motivational speaking uh, event. And now with COVID on, I don't know what's gonna happen. That's just, honestly is, I wanna do this to make money and more freedom in my life. So if I see 20 people and I charge them hundred dollars, that's two grand for one hour. If you do that three times a week, do the math. Yeah. I'm working less and making more. I'm just giving an example. But at the same time, I'm helping out people. Because remember, when we're doing this podcast together, Whatever you hear me, whatever you hear me saying, learning from me because we all are learning. We're all students and teachers. I'm learning from you. You're learning from me right now in this moment. You'll go with me for the rest of your life. So if I do a motivation seminar, those people will learn something from me for the rest of their life. So peace of me goes with them. That's gratifying. That's huge. It that means they learned something. Took away something. Mm, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's deep. I like that. Um. I'm truly grateful for the time you've given me. Um, it's been a pleasure having this conversation with you. Yeah, I wish you nothing but the best. Um, I'm looking forward to continue to follow you
1: throughout your journey through Washington. Um, yes. I'm sure some great things are ahead for you. Yes, I would love to. And at the same time, I have to ask, I want you to be on my podcast too because i want you to learn your journey, who you are. My own oh, podcast. definitely.
0: Definitely. Whenever, uh, look, whenever you send an invitation out, nah, brother, I'll be right there.
1: Okay, I appreciate it. So we'll get that started with my co-host and I will, now just some background about yourself. You moved from Washington here, correct? Correct. For a job? Wife. My wife got a job. Okay, so you moved your wife. So how does it feel knowing that you moved for your wife and that you now have to start over? It was tough. <laughs> look I tell you what we're
0: going to save that for your podcast, <laughs> podcast
1: exactly nice to mention that.
0: <laughs> we're going to look we're going to make them tune in to help your numbers out
1: <laughs> yes let's, let's do that. that that's why I ask those questions because so in all honesty my girlfriend's going to make all the money I'm going there we're going together obviously of course but she's going to make a lot of money how do I feel being a person forget man or woman but being a person that you can't hold your own my dad told me to always hold your own and take care of yourself so another theory is that if I go there, I won't have my own financial freedom. Yeah. Okay. That's the key. I rely on her or money we have to saved together to make sure we sustain our lives. But if I don't do this, then what? Right? Yeah. If I don't do this, if not now, then when? That's look, the question.
0: We, look, I'll tell you what. We'll save it for your podcast. Yeah, for and sure. in. <laughs> we
1: will for sure.
0: <laughs> Let's tell them how to follow you on Insta, on so on any social media platform, and also the podcast.
1: Yes, so you can follow me. My name is Ron Johnson, Life Coach. That'll be Instagram, Facebook. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Also, Ron Johnson, Life Coach, um, hashtag Ron Johnson, Life Coach, or hashtag Creating Change, hashtag Life Shuffle. My, also, one other way to follow me is hashtag Life's a Shuffle. You can follow myself, Glory. She's my co-host of my podcast. You can follow me there and listen to our podcast about everything from love to uh, perception to dealing with autism. You name it, we'll talk about it.
0: Definitely. I appreciate you doing this again. And again, I am wish you all the best. And I'm honored that you have me on your podcast. And for those listening, I'll make sure to share the link when we do link up. (laughs) we're
1: for sure all right james you have an awesome day and it's a sunday so have a great happy sunday okay
0: you too i want to thank Thank everyone for taking the time to listen to the podcast thank you all for your continual support you all have a great day